man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Glenn. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania podcaster. So God bless you. God bless the Heartland. God bless America. You know, my guitar playing is, it has a life of its own, and my band is so good, it's stupid. This is a hell-raising, we the people, Constitution, Bill of Rights. Be the best that you can be. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome one and all to a very special Independence Day version of the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a flag-waving, unabashed celebration of American rock and roll right here on our nation's birthday. And we have the Motor City Madman, the Predator Teditor, the Double Live Gonzo himself, Ted Nugent, going to be joining us to talk about his upcoming tour. It is the Music Made Me Do It Again 2019 Summer Tour. It kicks off July 19th in Pasadena, and it wraps up August 31st in his hometown of Detroit, Michigan. And for the 4th of July, who better than Ted Nugent to be joining us to talk about all things in the Ted Nugent world. And of course, there is always a lot going on with Ted... And to millions of music lovers, Ted Nugent has carved a permanent place in rock and roll history as the guitar-shredding showman selling more than 40 million albums, performing more than 6,500 high-octane concerts, and continuing to set attendance records at venues around the globe. You can love him and hate him, but I'll tell you what, you cannot deny the passion. You cannot deny the magic of his Gibson Birdland when he ramps it up. Ted Nugent, one of the great rhythm guitar players of all time. You know, my uh, memories with Ted Nugent go back to 1999. That was my first time seeing Ted on the 1999 Rock Never Stops Tour uh, at Sandstone here in Kansas City. I believe it was also with Night Ranger and Slaughter. And I've seen Ted uh, multiple times since then, whether it be uh, with Kiss on their farewell tour back in 2000 uh, or the multiple times seeing Ted headline here in Kansas City and around uh, the state of Missouri and around the country. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Ted's, just the passion that he has for music, for America, for rock and roll, uh, for all the charities that he does. This is going to be such a tremendous opportunity for us here on the Music Mania podcast to speak with Ted here on our nation's birthday, we cannot thank you enough for joining us. We appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, on uh, iTunes, and on Spotify. If you have a smartphone, you have access to this show. We always appreciate the feedback. But before we get to our interview with the Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, memorabilia, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone today. Tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us. Ted, welcome aboard, my friend. We salute you. How are you today, my friend? Is this Clint Rock and Roll in the heartland? You people deserve me. That's funny. I feel welcome. Welcome to you. Well, absolutely, sir. Thank you so much. This is so great. As we near our nation's birthday, there could not be a better guest. Welcome aboard. Do you do you do you like where things are well, heading? You, you know, I, I celebrate Independence Day every damn day. We all ought to. 
absolutely should. And this is as we enter, you know, Ted, three years ago in your rock and roll tour, you urged people, you urged America, you urged your concert goers to to take it back, to take this country back. Do you do you like where things are headed here as we, uh, you know, two years into Trump here? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm a celebrator of all things good while I fight and try to destroy all things bad and ugly. So this, you know, I'm, I'll be 71 glowing, youthful, outrageous, attitude, spirit years old this year. 71! Count them. And in my 71 years, I suspect I was paying attention by 1949. Anyhow, this is the best president I have ever seen. This is a hell-raising, we the people, Constitution, Bill of Rights. Be the best that you can be. Here it is. Here's the battle cry of my favorite president. America first. Whoa, that's radical. <laughs> Whoa, America first. That's controversial in Cuba. Anyhow, yeah, I think Donald Trump's doing a great job. He represents the heart and soul of the heart and soul of this country, the heartland of this country, the farmers, the ranchers, the private property owners, the, the entrepreneurs working hard, playing hard Americans who earn their own way, live within their means, save for a rainy day, take risk and make sacrifices to be in the asset column. Yeah, all those really perfect things are controversial, which means we've got a bunch of numbnuts at the Democrat Party who clearly don't believe in America first. So, you know, my guitar playing is, it has a life of its own, and my band is so good, it's stupid. The music we make is so much fun, it's out of body, it has, it's just a power, powerful force in our American dream and our quality of life. I think my guitar is more intense today. Jason and Greg have more energy and more attitude and spirit in every song, every time we jam. This is going to be the greatest tour of my life. And it might have a lot to do with the incredible positive spirit that this president represents, that he exudes, and that he fights for. And that is the best people in, the Amer in America that are in the asset column. So you're damn right I celebrate the 4th of July, Independence Day, every damn day. I love it, Ted. Of course, the tour is the, the music made me do it. Again, 2019, you're firing up the Gibson Birdland, the unquenchable spirit of rock and roll. You're going to be uh, curing uh, <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome, starting in California here, though kind of ironically. Your broad brothers, Greg Smith, Jason Hartless. You've played with some great ones. This group, I don't know, this sets above. We were good friends with Greg Smith. He also plays with Tommy James, kind of a blood brother of yours from Detroit. And uh, what, what a group this is. Is this the best you've had? Tommy, Tommy Clufetos, Tommy Aldridge, uh, Marco Mendoza. You played with some greats, man, but these guys, these guys are cut above. Well, you really examine. I mean, I think, I think maybe God loves me more than He loves you. I'm just, just a hunch, just an idea. But, but the fact that I have been surrounded by the most gifted, talented, outrageous virtuosos and just soulful, soulful animal musicians all my life. I was talking to John Brake, my original singer from 1959 here recently. I was on the phone just the other day with Mitch Ryder, who I opened up for with my band, The Lourdes, in 1960, when we won the Battle of the Bands that next year. And my band opened up for a band called Billy Lee and the Rivieras, and they were just teenage Detroit punks like we were, like the garage band personified. This is before the Stones, before the Beatles, before the English uh, return of Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and Motown and Little Richard music. You know, all that American defiant, authoritative music is what inspired every great band in the world. So I was exposed to such dedicated, 
musician, Johnny Bonanza, on drums at 15. Now, Billy Lynn and Riviera's changed their name to Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels a few years after that. But these guys, Jimmy McCarty on Gibson Birdland through a Fender ramp, Joe Kubrick on a Gibson 335 through a Fender a twin amp, and the mighty Earl Elliott on a Rickenbacker bass through a, an Ampeg B18. That, and Mitch Ryder, Billy Lee, LeVice, turned into Mitch Ryder. And he was just a teenager. And I think I was, I don't know, was I 13 or 14 years old? And I'm watching these guys. And I was aware of Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, and I was playing all those songs, and, and Lonnie Mack and Dwayne Eddy and all these guitar monsters that really paved the way with this brand-new electric guitar. That, I mean, guys, it was just electrified before I was born in 48. So it was <laughs> uncharted territory. So I saw a tightness. And a, and a throttle and a musical cohesive force to reckon with when I was just a kid. Even though I was doing everything I could to play Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry and Little Richard Outrage, I, I had never been in front of a wall of sound like these guys. And so my uh, the reason I'm referencing that is because I've been to the mountaintop. I witnessed the mountaintop. A few years later, on uh, tour at the Amboy Dukes, I actually, come on. I played bass guitar for Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, and you wonder why I'm like this? I mean, <laughs> I've literally been in the bosom of the musical gods, and I waddled there relentlessly. So when you see a Greg Smith on bass guitar, he's been with me for a dozen years now. Jason Ireland is only 23 years old. Yeah. What an animal from Detroit. But you look at my Detroit guys, you know, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers came and jammed with me, and he's a Detroit guy. And, of course, Tommy Clefellos, Tommy Aldridge. Uh, uh, I played with Anton Fig and the mighty Cliff Davies and K.J. Knight and, 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 and Dave Palmer. And, I mean, so many unbelievable... T- uh, Michael Cardelloni with the damn Yankees. I have literally been in the presence of the top 1% of music force all my life. And I got to tell you... With that in mind, 2018, the music made me do it. The greatest tour of my life, not even close. And think of what I'm saying. Think of the tour, the gigs that I've done with Cliff Davies and Rob Grange and Derek St. Holmes. Think of the band, the damn Yankees. Think of my musicians. For me to tell you with absolute non-flinchability in 2019, I guarantee when I hit the road in July, the reason I'm starting in California is because it's kind of a humanitarian thing. They need me out there. <laughs> yes. But the reason that I am absolutely dead certain that this will be the greatest, most fun, and that's the most important thing, the most fun, inspiring, stimulating, grooving, grinding, outrageous, sonic, bombast, noise fest of grinding, grunting, throttling, animal breeding music in the history of the world. When Jason and Greg and I get together... I'm telling you, it, it's it's samurai. It's musical samurai, zen, yoga, you know, mountaintop, um, flying above the stratosphere on the wings of the Gibson Birdland noises. And it, it's so much fun for me, for me to be able to celebrate this as I approach my 71st birthday. Am I the luckiest son of a bitch that's ever walked the earth or what? And are you lucky to witness the luckiest son of a bitch that ever walked the earth? So this is a fun, fun time for me.
over 6,600 concerts, Ted, and uh, you have history here in the heartland, here in Kansas City. Summer Jam 77 at Royal Stadium, who could forget it? And I believe uh, you, they tried to arrest you here uh, at the State Fair in Sedalia as well. So a lot of history here in the Kansas City area. We love having you back. Last time you were here, 14,000 fans, and we're ready to celebrate with you again here uh, August 2nd. We can't wait to have you back to the heartland, to Kansas City. Uh, you're very much loved here, I think. Well, I, you know, I really know that, and I, I, I would get on bended knees if they weren't fake and hurting so bad. I would, I would genuflect at the altar of real music lovers everywhere, but if you see the energy from the audience every night, I, 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 just, I just, I'm pretty good with the English language, but I'm helpless to find adequate words to describe my appreciation and, and my band's appreciation for the energy and the piss and vinegar all these years. But I started playing in Detroit in 1957, and I just I just met my guitar teacher for the first time since 1959. Jerry was out in Colorado with me, so it really does go back a long time. I love the music. The name of the record and the name of the tour says it all. The music made me do it. I didn't want to be a rock star. I didn't want to be a legend. I didn't want to be a, a an animal leader of revolution and freedom. I just wanted to play the damn guitar. So in 2019, I am just going to play the damn guitar and have the time of my life. And when I when I witness and, and, and get bludgeoned by the reciprocity of the love of the music from my audience every night. And you go to Facebook, you go to the Ted Nugent Facebook, and see the spirit, positive attitude, and the love of really powerful, tight, grinding, soulful music. I celebrate that every day, and I celebrate it every song, every night, every concert, every year, every tour, no matter what. So thank you, Heartland, for inspiring me, because your inspiration has driven my name globally, and it drives people nuts, and it's my pleasure. Ted, you've also recently taken to the airwaves uh, doing a podcast called The Ted Nugent Danger Zone with Tim Wells. Talk about how that's been going for you so far. I've just uh, There's been a few shows that have come out already. I've enjoyed listening to it. What's it been like for you? I know you've uh, done radio before, but podcast is a different deal. How's it been going for you so far? Well, you can tell. I, I, you know, I, I've never been uh, you know accused of you know speechlessness. <laughs> I really love the things that I do. I really love what God gives me every day, and I try to use it to the best of my ability. And when I see, you know, after all my lifetime, 71 years almost, I see lots of good, just unlimited, good, positive, wonderful spirit. But I also witness the bad and the ugly. Life has a lot of good, bad, and ugly. So I like to celebrate good and all the positive stuff with all the gusto and spirit that I possibly can. But I think as a, as a husband, a father, a grandfather, a fellow bandmate, a working hard, playing hard fellow American, a neighbor, a, a, an America first, we the people, experimenter in self-government, I am absolutely compelled. I'm all honest, intellectual, you know, patriotic, and I think spiritual levels to be a functioning, participating benefit we the people in the asset column so i you know i've always been verbose i always go on rants because i'm very passionate about the american dream and i'm very passionate as passionate as a human can be about our god-given individual right to life liberty and pursuit of happiness so on the uh, new ted nugent danger zone podcast i'm kind of jumping off the the soundboard of all these interviews that you have allowed me to do with you and all. I mean, I've been doing radio and media interviews since 1964, 1965, 
and I love talking about the music, and I love talking about the perfection of hunting, fishing, trapping, the Second Amendment, freedom, individual rights. I love talking about this American stuff. So I decided instead of just, you know, I set a world record with Joe Rogan, I think, in the number one podcast on planet Earth. I think I think we're still the world record. Three and a half hours of unabashed truth, logic, common sense, and really fun stuff. And I figured, well, I can do that for Joe Rogan, and I'll be back on Joe Rogan again. And I do a lot of different podcasts. Um, but I figured, why not have my own? And we call it the Ted Nugent Danger Zone Podcast with Tim Wells. And Tim is just a great American heartland father, grandfather, husband, you know, working hard, playing hard buddy of mine that is an incredible hunter, incredible archer, and he kills big game around the world with spears, so obviously he, he deserves me. <laughs> so we get on the Ted Nugent Danger Zone podcast, and we just wax poetic, go nuts, and go uh, go linguistically and policy searching uh, where Lewis and Clark would not have sent Sacagawea. So I, I don't go just the road less traveled. I like to find where there is no road, and I like to do the breaststroke up that baby, even if it's muck zone. Ted, your number one rated hunting show, Spirit of the Wild, you recently um, aired your 500th episode, celebrating all of our wonderful freedoms. Um, what's that been like for you? It's been a journey, and I know that it's important for you, and this is a show that's, that's the number one show on the, on the Outdoor Channel. What's it been like for you? What's this journey been like uh, on the Spirit of the Wild? Well, again, I just I, I just live the life of truth, logic, and common sense, and I, I put my heart and soul into being the asset column. And I saw back in the '60s when the hippies and the stoners started getting comfortably numb, which equals uncomfortably dumb. And I saw that there was this insanity, this dishonesty of animal rights and anti-hunting and anti-trapping, and, and people trying to shut down your right to keep and bear arms. So. I started raising hell about that, and I figured the best way to teach people about God's tooth, fang, and claw creation, the sustained yield science of the most successful wildlife management in the history of the world, more deer, more elk, more turkey, more geese, more cougars, more bear in North America than ever in recorded history, and that's because hunters, fishermen, and trappers, we, just, we demand science-based regulations so that we only harvest the surplus, which is why Thanksgiving is in November. Hello. And so I started the Dead Nugent Spirit of the Wild show on public television when public television was basically run by people that hated me, hated my position on the board of directors of the National Rifle Association. They hated my guns, and they hated that I murdered innocent animals. Meanwhile, they hadn't got the, the update that the organic perfection of renewable venison is the most environmentally positive procedure mankind has available to him to create quality air, soil, and water, which comes from wildlife habitat, and the author of Wango Tango had to explain it to him. <laughs> That's what political correctness and comfortably numb does to people. It turns them into idiots. So I, I celebrate, I don't, I don't defend hunting or Second Amendment rights, I promote them and celebrate them because they're perfect. And in a world of political correctness, and where there's a segment of our population, ah, it's heartbreaking. So much of the media, academia, Hollywood, hell, all the Democrats, they literally are against America first. They're against hunting, fishing, and trapping and the right to self-defense. So the Ted Nugent Spirit of the Wild program has galvanized and educated and inspired and motivated millions and millions of people to realize that hunting is perfect. It balances the wildlife. It creates 
quality air, soil, and water producing wildlife habitat. It's, it's so perfect, I have to adjust my halo before I get in the tree stand. So, <laughs> so we celebrate truth, logic, common sense, and the perfection of wildlife science, and we eat venison and share venison. Just think of the fact that the Hunters for the Hungry program, which the Nugent family has been a part of, we initiated it in a bunch of states, the Hunters for the Hungry program for 31 years has has harvested, butchered, cooked, and served every year for 31 years more than 250 million, that's 250 million perfect, nutritious, delicious, natural organic meals of of, of venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters every year. I mean, my God, what kind of evil punk would want to ban the system by which we feed 250 million delicious natural organic meals of venison to our fellow Americans in homeless shelters and soup kitchens? And that's the difference between animal rights idiots and the great hunting families of this country. And if people would go, not only join me at my Ted Nugent Facebook, my God, if you're not having fun with me, you're weird. But you should go to HunterNation.org. HunterNation.org. And see how the hunting, the conservation families of this country are pushing every button we can to make sure that we get people elected representing God, family, country, and conservation. HunterNation.org. It's, it's literally a battle for quality air, soil, and water because it will only come from wildlife habitat, and the only people paying for safeguarding and rejuvenating wildlife habitat are hunters, fishermen, and trappers. So we're the good guys, and I celebrate that every day. Ted, thank you so much for you know providing uh, this voice that you do, for uh, d- for doing it for 70 years plus. I go back 20 years with you. I'm 35. My first Ted Nugent show was 20 years ago. So it's going to be great to have you here in Kansas City on uh, August 2nd. Well, thank you, man. On behalf of the Nugent family and the Nugent band and the Nugent crew and all music lovers everywhere and all real Americans in the asset column, I'm proud to be that voice and, sh- and share this American dream shoulder to shoulder. And thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the music mania podcaster. So God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. I look to forward to seeing people at HunterNation.org and on my Facebook. And uh, Tinder, it's always great to talk to you and celebrate these great, great American truth, logic, and common sense things. We'll definitely be there. Thank you, sir. Have a great uh, 4th of July weekend, my friend. All right, Clint, live it up. Celebrate Independence Day every damn day. And there it is, my interview with Ted Nugent here on the 4th of July. I tell you what, I am baptized in patriotic spirit. My blood brother, Ted Nugent, uh, again, is a lifelong fan, someone that's seen him live over 10 times. Uh, To have him on the show, it's an interview that we've sought out for uh, years now. And to to be able to make that happen uh, just absolutely makes my summer. It's going to be great. We've got Ted Nugent coming in here to Kansas City on August 2nd at the Ameristar Casino. Do not miss it. Go to tednugent.com for all the information, all the tour dates, and of course, uh, to check out all the news. Ted Nugent is always out there. He's an activist. He's a philanthropist. He's an author. He's a podcast host. Uh, You know what? And I'll tell you what, I'll default to him on that. Uh, We've been doing this for a few years, but Ted Nugent is on the air with uh, Ted Nugent Danger Zone with Tim Wells. It's a great show. Uh, Definitely subscribe to that as well. And we hope that you are having a tremendous summer here on the Music Mania Podcast as we forge ahead into July. A lot of big things coming up, a lot of guests, 
a lot of concerts and I'm going to be doing it all out there on the road, doing what, what I love to do best, immersing myself in the spirit of rock and roll. And I do it for you guys because you already know the songs. But on this show, we tell you the stories. Hope you guys have a tremendous Independence Day, uh, getting out there with your friends, uh, enjoying some fireworks, indulging in every bit of Americana that you can uh, because that's what it's about, celebrating our freedoms, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Ten Commandments, just like Ted Nugent would always want. And we thank you for joining us here on the News Media Podcast. And I'll tell you what, love Ted Nugent or hate him, you have to admire the passion and what he brings to the world of rock and roll. I know not everyone is going to agree with him politically. That's okay. That's what makes this country great. Hope you guys have a tremendous holiday and a tremendous holiday weekend. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Maniac Podcast, where we forge along here into the month of July.